0: My name is Phil Mendoza, and this is a Championship Bowhunting podcast fueled by Mount Ops. Join me and my guests as we give you bowhunting tips to take your preparation to the next level. Welcome back to the Championship Bowhunting Podcast. Grant, you're interrupting my introduction, and I'm not one to edit. <laughs> no um welcome back to the show everybody we got grant gladson and Braden Forsyth tonight i uh, going to be talking about some gear some some scouting and uh anything else that happens to stumble in front of us over the next uh 20 30 minutes or so but uh welcome guys
1: how Thanks are you for having me phil
0: <laughs> what's
1: that <laughs> i'm not sure what that was
0: you hear me okay yeah yes, i got sir. you so um, you know we were kind of talking uh, we were kind of talking before we started just about some new gear and Grant you guys are getting loaded up over there at One Shot Gear, um, but uh, let, let's start with that Grant. I mean you guys got a lot of new stuff in and anything that's really kind of piqued your your interest to try out or is anything that just you know uh, upon first inspection and review just really you know, blowing anything that you've seen in the past out of the water?
1: Um, the the new jacket SidKid just came out with called the Timberline jacket. Um I've been able to play with that one, got my hands on it and play with it the last oh six months or so and I'm pretty impressed with that thing. It's a wind stopper taped jacket. Um it's kinda like their jet stream, just a little lighter. And I've been running that as kind of uh uh, rain gear, you know, it's not certified waterproof right. and all that, but it it's really repellent to where I've sat through some some pretty decent rain. Um, not enough to like really be 100% on it, but co- increase my confidence moving forward and using that in you know a drier climate like Hull, Wyoming uh, to, to stay dry throughout. And then, uh, like what we were talking about, Braden, that new arrow wool by First Light, their their line there, that that new blend they just came yeah. out with, that'll be. Uh, mm-hmm. I haven't been able to, to do much with it. Just just got in my hands like last couple of days, so curious to to take a piece out and see sh- how she actually works the field. Yeah, I'll be really interested to hear about that because I'm uh just intrigued with with, merino specifically, what are the wool and the blends that they've. Started to do all, a bunch of different companies, so that's cool. But yeah, just definitely so, gear check. So let's
0: time. let's let's kind of move forward with that then. Grant, did you try anything new out um, this last trip when you went to Wyoming scouting? Any new gear? Uh,
1: you know, the only thing I really played with was a a, a new little um, charger and, and got a little better grips on <laughs> on that um but that's about it pretty much uh just about everything else has been stuff that's been in my pack for a, a little while now
0: okay but everything's i mean you, you feel like your system is pretty pretty good you're you're not looking for changes is there, any, is there anything in your setup that you feel is needs improvement though i mean are you pretty You you got mostly high-end gear man we we all yeah um we all take our gear pretty seriously and, and don't cut too many corners, but do you feel like there's anything that, you know, I wish I could get this? Or if I if I had, the, you know, the extra funds, I'd, I'd pick up one of those. Do you have any of those, anything like Man, that?
1: I've been drooling and dreaming about a spotting scope for a long time. Um, I've been borrowing scopes and, you know, you borrowing my dad's or um, borrowing Alex's or, or whatever, and, and that's something I really want to get my hands on uh, one for myself. So that's, that's probably the biggest thing for me. Um, and I've tried them, so I know what I want, but it's just a matter of, of pulling the trigger and making the investment. Cause we all know that's a pretty, uh, substantial financial investment when you start getting into the, the yeah, that's a, that can be a, that yeah. can be a stout investment. Um, but a worthy one. No, absolutely.
0: Yeah. I- I was uh, I was pretty impressed with that Maven Spotter. I got to use it quite a bit yeah. last weekend.
1: Yeah, I liked was and, it. Uh, it was nice.
0: You know that um, obviously it's it's real clear glass, right? I mean, it, there's there's not we're not debating that. They're uh, they've got quality products. I think that that um, the bigger uh, excuse my, my, my I'm, I'm I'm looking for the word here, the bigger, uh, the glass in the front, the, object, the, the objective. Uh,
1: yeah.
0: The objective, yeah. The objective. I mean, Brayden and I had very similar power of glass, and, and I'm not throwing Brayden's glass under the bus. I had that same spotter yep. before I went to the to the Maven. But his his objective is, um, is it like a 65, Braden? Is that 65, right? 65, yeah. Yep, and mine's an 80. Yeah. And that first morning is when I really noticed it. I mean, I got up, you know, I got up as soon as it was light out, just not not even light, you really couldn't see, but it was just light enough where you can walk around. And first thing I did, man, is I warmed my coffee and I set up the spotter, you know. Uh-huh. And I'm, I'm sitting there just trying to check stuff out. And I was really impressed with that. Even I'm looking through my binos and then I looked at the spotter and it's like, you can see so much more in the spotter. Not just because of the magnification, but because how big that objective is. And it just gathers so much more light, so I was I was impressed with that. Like I said, it's it's clear glass, man. It's money. That the big the other thing I really liked is the the big focus knob right in the center of the body. Um, yeah. I like that. I mean, you know, some other ones are just placed in different different spots, but that big you know textured kind of rubber. Fo- it was it was really Five. easy to use. It, I don't know, man. I like I guess it was. Uh, I, I was happy with it. Obviously, I'd like to see something more in that uh, 60 to 70 power range, but I know they are working on st- some bigger sure. uh, magnification moving forward.
1: Well, and it's interesting yeah, it with nice. glass how, um, bigger isn't always better. Cause you got to go off of the objective and, you know, if you're running the same magnification on a 65, your exit pupil is going to be so much smaller that your image quality right. is just going to be, uh, not mm-hmm. nearly there with a, with a bigger objective. Um, you know, but then you get into weight, you know, you're going to be heavier when you go into those bigger objectives. You find all those balances. But when you, when you look at how glass works and and really the the increase of the surface area um, between a 65 and an 85, it's game changing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we got to peek through, through Aaron's. Aaron's got that, is it an 80 or a 90, that Suaro he had last year? He did 95, um, I think, didn't he? It, yes. I don't remember. He had the big boy. He when he when we saw did that he? that that big ram. Yeah, we saw a big ram, and I it, man, it was far. You know, yeah, I don't know the, how he picked fog. it up. He picked it up with his binos, and then he put his spotter on it, and I'm like, I could barely see it in the spotter, you know, and, yeah. mm-hmm. and it just it just goes to, you know, to show you that. Uh, it's you spending so much more time in the field and knowing what to look for for those animals. I mean, experience is king, especially when it comes to that type of of hunt.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: and I learned a lot just from him when we were sitting there glassing. And it's like I glassed over sheep a couple times. And then he's like, no, they're there. And I come back. And I'm like, okay. So now I started to figure out what to point out and what to look for. But he was able to, right. you know, pick them off just, you know, that first morning, remember, opening morning, we come over the 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 ridge line, and we sat, and he wasn't sitting down yet. He goes, "There they are," and we sat down. And I'm like, I thought they were a hundred and fifty two hundred yards away. Hell no, they were like three quarters of a mile away. Yeah, you know, and and yeah. he picked them off just just like that. So, but like you said, Grant, I mean, that bigger glass, you know, it, knowing what to look for, um, you you do have that that weight sacrifice, that weight penalty. But man, I mean, depending on the game that you're you're pursuing, and that 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 high quality, a uh, little bit heavier glass can be a, a very valuable tool. Yeah,
1: I, I agree. Yeah. It's everything.
0: I, so, uh, uh, go ahead, Braden.
1: I got a set of those mavens on the way as we yep. speak. So,
0: it you know, and then they got the 15s that just came out that that I'm kind of intrigued yeah, by. Was, but
1: I'm intrigued by those. Quite
0: a bit. I was I was happy with I mean I was running the eleven by forty fives. I think that's what you got ordered too, right, brayton Is the yep. eleven by forty fives? Yep. So I was running those this weekend and just free handing with those, and then you know getting a spotter on something when I when I wanted to, to focus in, and I was really happy, man. I mean, being able to pick off deer from a long way. Obviously, we were spotting some deer from from a long way away, and you yeah, can you, see uh, that they were deer. You every up, once uh, in a while. You can. See a, a couple of different groups yeah i mean i'm being able to see that they had a rack but not exactly see how big and then you put the spotter on there that's like oh yeah decent mm-hmm. buck or little buck or whatever the case was but it was i was really happy with the setup and the system that i took this time um and and go ahead i mean it was it was we we, we saw a lot of deer
1: no we we saw a lot of deer i mean yeah and some of the some of the pickups you saw i mean that was in running around too but some of the pickups that the Jad were were a ways off, um, and that glass helps quite a bit with that, uh, and moving around a little bit. So
0: yeah, I mean it, it was it, it was a good weekend. I had a great time with the exception of the mosquitoes. Grant, I I, <laughs> I got to tell you, I got to tell you thank you for that for hook for the 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 info and the intel on selling us those Hillebergs because when it came time yeah, that it was like, like those, done and it was oh man, oh man they were money when when it yeah. came time to 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 get some uh uh to escape from the mosquito hell that it was and it was it was money and and, and Braden was laughing at me because I was stripping stuff off and and trying to jump in that tent and I tried to unzip and throw stuff in and get in as quick as I could and he had
1: followed after him like water man, man i probably still had 15
0: 20 man. mosquitoes following me in there and i'm smacking and you know hitting them with shirts and everything but once I got him killed off, it was comfortable, plenty of room. Um, we set up camp at night. I mean, we we hiked in and it was like dark when we were setting up our tents. So both Braden yeah. and I slept kind of. Uh, we didn't sleep the best. Let's say the first night because we were sliding.
1: It through. wasn't flat. <laughs> yeah, you,
0: no, not your. use our
1: packs to to prop us up, but.
0: It, you know Braden's like man if I kind of like wedge my foot against my pack and he's like I can kind of keep myself upright <laughs> hold my breath and, and... <laughs> yeah uh, but, but the was... tents were awesome um yeah I can't nice, say enough about those so and, and like I said I mean the the mosquitoes were um they got their fill with us for sure but <laughs> yeah uh it, they at, definitely at least, got at least you got a little relief them,
1: while you're sleeping
0: and... yeah yeah well it it started raining a little bit the, that Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening, and and we hiked back to, our, to where we were camped, and we weren't sure if the rain was going to come in and just kind of, you know, stay. Well, it just came over for, what, half an hour, 45 minutes or so?
1: Yeah, it wasn't very long.
0: We, we were able to jump back out and, and glass some more on the evening and actually pick up a, a, a nice bachelor, set, bachelor uh, herd of, of bucks that evening, um, but... Man, I tell you what, it was I had a really good time. It was a it was a nice hike. The the scenery is you start getting anywhere in Colorado, oh, above man. Timberline, and it's just breathtaking, you know. Yeah. It's it's uh you miss it. Awesome. You spend so much yeah.
1: time not being able to be out there, right. You'd be able to experience it, man. Like I I know my window is, you know, our our windows are pretty short to get into the high country, you know, from June through September maybe into the middle of October. And so you got to get your fix while you can, because it's it's just there's nothing else like it. It's hard to explain. You know, pictures are great, but being up there is just a whole other level. Yeah,
0: yeah. and and it's it's something that, like you said, I mean, it's I was I was text messaging my wife, uh, you know, the one the one evening we were up high enough and got some cell service, and I'm I'm texting her back and forth, and I'm like, the the pictures I got are just. They're incredible, you know. I mean, oh, yeah. it, it's 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 it only. I mean, it's like a a ten percent description of of really what it is mm-hmm. once you're up there. Yeah, and yeah. I, it's it's just, it's just that man. I mean, it's it's awesome. That's such, man, you know, some in, of the countries
1: there's some. Go ahead, Grant. Uh, some yep. man, some of the kind I'm going to change the subject. You gotta, you, you, you finish oh. up cause otherwise I'm, I'm going to run with it. Okay. You're going to move on. I was just going to say, yeah, it's, I mean, people, there's some amazing photographers out there that we know and that, you know, are, are, are out there that you see even nature photographers, but even their pictures don't quite grasp what it's like to be in that position or in, in those places, mm-hmm. you know, so but even when you see a picture of yourself in that position, it kind of takes you back there, and you remember what you were thinking or what was going on or how the hunt was going or how the trip was going or whatever was happening. You think back to that. Oh, yeah, it was, that was a cool trip, too. So it's good to have those pictures, but being there is all part of it, too. Definitely. and that's, I mean, trying to get pictures of where I was at. The, the high country... The high country I'm used to in Colorado is a lot um, more forgiving than where I was this last weekend. Um, it, it's just grassier, more open field, more that. Up where I was, man, once you get to ten, five, 11, it is rocks. Rocks and only rocks. And it's just, it's awesome to to see, but it's just a lot less forgiving uh, a lot nastier, but it definitely makes for a good picture. That's, so so tell, us, like, more about yeah, tell us more you, about what, your you, trip. what you saw, man. Yeah, so we, um, a couple buddies uh, and I went in. Um, we were kind of, I was checking out where I wanted to hunt, not necessarily where I'd gotten the best info as to where the animals were. Um, really, from what I've learned, I have a pretty good idea of, of where they are. Um, and it's not really necessarily where I want to be. Um, so I was kind of hoping I'd go in and find, uh, find some good animals in some of the bigger, like high country that I, you know, I'm more comfortable in, I'm more, uh, enthralled with per se. Um, so we went in, put some miles on, and, and started fishing a little bit right away, and then woke up and, and spent the first morning uh, glassing. And there was cow calves all around. You know, it's cool. that a bunch of little babies running around their spots. And, um, quite a few pretty decent, you know, 30 to 50-head to herds uh, in the meadow. at plant antlers. No, no antlers. That I didn't see any antlers above about 9,000, everything else uh, above was just cow cast, um, which I thought was pretty interesting, but I was able to get a couple, uh, one, one decent bull that I was interested in, um, at a distance. So it was hard to say when you're glassing a bull at like two and a half miles, you know, you can make out that he's a six by <laughs> six, but
0: you're not,
1: you know, you're not exactly picking him apart yeah. for him or I'm not at least with my, with my abilities. Right. Right. So, um, but you can, you know, it looked like a mature animal, looked like something to to get another look at, not that day just because of where it was. So, you know, we, we did some exploration. I went into some basins I've never, I've always known that were there, but I've never really been uh, proactive enough to get in there. And we were a little more motivated this round. So we got in there, saw some of the most insane uh, country I've ever been in, just big, nasty, um Basins, just deep, steep basins um, full of rock. You know, the lakes are – you'd have streams that would run for hundreds of yards just over rock with no vegetation or anything around them, and there's still fish pulled up in them. Um, You know, we spent plenty of time with the fly rod. It was interesting, though, because it's so broken. There's not – there were elk tracks, there was elk sign. But it really would, it, to me, seemed like a place I would just get frustrated trying to pick elk out because you'd get tiny little windows here and there where you might be able to see, you know, an elk move through or something like that. Um, and I just could never really pin down groups of elk um, or anything of any size that I was interested in that country, which is um, probably for the best because it would be really hard to get in on them and hunt them. You know, it's just not very stockable terrain in that area or callable terrain um but man it was it was pretty cool to explore catching golden trout um uh, cutthroats all kinds of them i'm a terrible fly fish and when i'm catching fish uh you know every four or five (laughs) you know there's there's a bunch of dumb fish (laughs) so that's that's my kind of (laughs) fish that's where i like to go Exactly. Put the work <laughs> in on the front end, so I don't have to worry about dealing with the smart ones. Right, right, right. That and that was uh, up from your spot in Wyoming this year, huh? Or yeah, that's, that's where I'm scouting if right, up man. there. Yeah, yeah, scouting up cool. up there, and and we have a pretty good idea. You know, get getting a little more familiar with the road system and all that, and um, it just looks like we're gonna have to hunt low. Well. And we spent one day down low. Um, you're just getting a little better feel for vantage points and all that, you get an idea of you know where where to put the most time in. And man, those horse flies are terrible, and you got to worry more about water. You got it's just a totally different game, man. I I I was missing the high country. I know it'll be worth it, but I was definitely uh, longing to get back up into the elevation when we were down low. Yeah,
0: I seen uh, Alex. You guys put some pictures up. Alex got into. Some pretty nice yeah. elk here in Colorado, huh? Yeah,
1: there's a, there's a decent spot, man, where we uh, we can consistently find them. Um, you know, they're they're always there. They're really hard to get to, uh, and they can be tricky to hunt. But we we know where their uh, their bedroom is. Definitely, there's a usually a pretty good batch of band like that every time. He took his son up. His son's 11, getting almost into it, man. That's where. About to get addicted, so it won't be long before he's packing that's, our elk out. Right, that's a good good thing to have. A young <clears throat> young generation
0: wants to pack, wants to Oh learn. yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, that, that's yeah. cool. So, so then, I mean, what, what's what's your next? I mean, are you going to be able to get up any more to to Wyoming, Grant, or is that pretty much your your one scouting trip that you're going to be able to put in? Or what what are your what are your uh, hopes or what what's planning for for the next month or so
1: i'm really hoping to get one more trip up um i don't i don't start hunting until mid late september so i have a month and a half um and with schedules and timing and everything i'll probably get one more trip up again in september uh and then the good news is my dad lives up there dad lives about an um, hour hour and a half from from the unit. So he's going to be able to help me out and put some time in and, and get a feel, uh, have us be a little more prepared going into it, which is huge because man, not being able to scout, it's just different. I'm used to being able to drive a couple hours and, you know, a, you know, a decent hike, but I'm scouting, um, rather than driving, you know, half a day and then committing to hiking in, it's just a totally different game for me. So, uh, it's a, it's a little uncomfortable, especially with the pressure of, of the uh, the quality of the tag. Of the tag, but, um, yeah, exactly. It's it's a weird feeling, man. It's a really weird feeling to have um, that kind of pressure because I'm used to just going into the seasons where it's like, hey, if I shoot an elk, I'm doing good. You know, it doesn't matter how big or what it is, if it's an elk and I, you know, it's legal and I punch my tag, I'm doing great. And it's right. just way different here. You know, it's it's gonna be um a very steep learning curve to try to be selective on something like this so we'll see but i'm I, I interested with, how that plays with, out yeah with as much background as we have in the area i don't think we're going to have a, a ton of issues we know a lot of people there that have hunted it for many years so i'm pretty comfortable that we'll find elk but i just I'll feel a lot better once I actually put my glass on it. You know, I'm, I'm actually looking at, at some, some sizable animals and some, some good numbers and we can start making moves. Yeah. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't start picking and choosing until you've seen some big animals, but I'm just a pessimist. So, no, no well, and, and I, uh, you know, and and two, it's until it's archery season. You can see giant bulls now, and they're not there come September right. or vice versa. I've done, I've sat on you know some pretty solid bowls in Colorado for a month and a half, and I knew you know exactly where I was going to find them. Almost every weekend I went up, and then archery opened and couldn't find them. It's just gone. They switched their role, and they they weren't where they were, and it just it's. It can be a little frustrating sometimes, but when you, you know, that's scouting, it's, it's still super beneficial to be up there and to, to, to be exploring all that country. Well, part of, yeah. part of scouting, too, is not just seeing the animals. It's seeing where they may go in the area. Like you said, like you see bulls for a month and a half and then they move. Sometimes it's going to find those places, too. <laughs> You know, after you've hunted a place a couple That's of years, you start to understand that. And you're like, oh, well, let me go find out where they're where they're going. You know, so it's good to spend time up there and learn things like that, not just see animals too. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh,
0: having a unit that you've hunted, like you said, Grant, like the one you guys have access to here, or you you hunt and and you see animals regularly, and uh, or you at least you know where they're at, right? It's it's always sure. helpful because you know if it's a little warmer, you know that they may still be in a certain area, or if it's cooler and they start rutting, they they usually transition to this other drain, or whatever the case is. How they explain Uh,
1: when they get bumped, where they go when they get bumped, all that, just all those little things. Yep.
0: And that's what Braden and I are trying to kind of pin down now because, you know, we've been talking to some people that have hunted the area that we've hunted and some people that know that area, and it's just like, Okay. Well, what's the, what's typically the hunting pressure like? What, you know, we've seen deer around these areas now, are are they usually there in those same areas around season? And some, you know, some people have said, well, when they start getting pressure, they start getting bumped. They usually move into these, uh, these two basins or these, you know, these certain Mm -hmm. areas or, you know, as the season progresses, you know, and more pressure from down lower uh, starts, they usually get pushed up a little higher. So you'll actually sometimes see more deer up higher Middle late in the season, so, and then Braden and I were talking. We're like, "Well, usually they start rubbing their their antlers towards the middle of end of September." <clears throat> so, and a lot of gonna times need to be around some trees, right?
1: Yeah, the ones I've seen, man. Once they rub, they're gone. They don't. Yeah. The 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 some of the ones I've been chasing, the, as soon as they drop that velvet, you you can you know you're going to be trying to jump shoot deer in the timber with a bow. Good
0: luck.
1: Yeah, you know it it's interesting, but it'd be nice if they go higher.
0: Well, and that's what I'd be. That's what I'm kind of curious because, I mean, I've hunted. I've the the, the other areas that I've hunted deer before. A lot of it is timber and meadow type hunting. You're hunting. Uh, um, there, there's been some where it's borderline timberline and, and and lower, but it's just that man. It's like new unit. Um, we see where deer are now, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be there no come good. season, right? Uh, and it, even if they are there come start a season, let's just say that, you know, uh, a couple missed opportunities or if it, the wind's not right and they start moving out or they start getting ready to rub that, the, that, uh, velvet off their antlers, where do they go from there? You know, so yeah. it, timing is, is going to be key. Um, obviously luck has always got to be on your side, you know, to some, to some extent when when you're hunting animals like that in, in that type of terrain, but I'm excited, man. Like I said, what what Braden and I got to see, we got to get to know a, a little different part of that unit that we haven't been into. Um, access is going to be something that we're we're still kind of kicking around. There's three or four different ways to access it. None of them are easy, but that's that's why there's potentially so many deer or big deer in that area.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's why we do this stuff, right? We don't do it because it's easy. We just have to find the lesser of the evils. Is that, how we put oh, yeah, that
0: We got we got to find the shit sandwich to taste the best. <laughs> the taste is the best, what it comes down to, and, shit
1: sandwich.
0: <laughs> and <laughs> that usually has something
1: it. to do with a really heavy pack out. <laughs> well, and that's For a while, yeah. While, I... No matter, what. I mean, I hope we get there. I hope we have that problem, man. that will be uh, yeah. Be good.
0: No, I hear you, and and that's the plan. Like I said, we um. Like I, said, I you did guys get, get the trials.
1: More trips here. going up.
0: Uh, man, I don't know. <clears throat> I've got. It, I, uh, I don't know. Go ahead, Raiden.
1: It'll be it'll be tough. Um, it'll be tough to get. I mean, I've got scouting for some new elk, and it's just you know just with the limited time left, it'd be tough to get back down there one more time. I'd like yeah. to. I really would.
0: We're we're just hoping that. Where we're planning on going is far enough in and and hard enough to get to that hopefully we don't stumble across too many other guys uh, on the same on the same ridges. Uh, Like I said at at this point we know the deer are there. Uh, The people that we've talked to that have hunted it last year and, and a few years back have seen deer through that first part of September in those areas. So we're kind of hoping just kind of like I did with sheep hunting last year. We got to make one good trip in there. Got to learn some of the country, but because Aaron had been in there so much and 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 Derek O'Driscoll had hunted it the year before and and we had a lot of at least good starting points. Um yeah. we're we're kind of hoping for the same type of deal now. So I don't know, man. I mean, that's that's the scoop I I still have my elk my elk tag that I got that um my cousin jesse with with anchor we both drew and and what the 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 area we're gonna be hunting we we access some b l m through some private so there's a couple spots on the private that we're gonna set up some tree stands because there's some wallows there's some a- couple water holes that uh they transition through and and we're just going to set up a couple kind of plan B type type tree stands in case it's warmer or you know middle of the day if we want to just stay out all day and take a chance that uh that one of those water holes may get hit so I still need to get up there and do that uh, obviously this is busy time for us Grant with you guys over at One Shot and us at the shop I mean it's it it's, it's been funny this year at the shop it's like hitting in waves I've been in there and I'll look around I'm like where is everybody? You know, there's nobody here. Right. And then, 30 minutes later, 12, 14, 15 people show up. Half of them want bow work done, and you know, the other half want to demo shoot some new bows. And it's like, and you don't know which way to turn. So yeah. it's yeah. for us, it's been good, really good at times. And then there's been other times where it's like, you know, it's like, man, you know, where is everybody? But um, in overall, it's been good. But that's that's kind of where where we're at right now
1: that's yeah, you so. can, it's definitely the time of year where one we have a ton of you know this is when we have products this is when everything is is in stock and it's also when everyone starts uh realizing that it's almost hunting season and it's time to fill all the holes that they've known that they've known they've had to fill for eight months and they haven't in that off season so this is when the, the weekend starts to get real busy for us. Your Friday, Saturday, we get slams, Just all kinds of people calling in and coming in, and which is great. I mean, we get—I love working with people because we get to BS about hunting and swap stories, and get people set up and see more photos and all that. But it's definitely one of those. It's that time of year. Yep, it is that time yep. of year.
0: Well. um Anything else you guys want to add before we wrap up? I mean, as far as the scouting, you know, trips, I I think it was beneficial for for both both of us. Brayden, like you yeah. said, you still have you still have a couple trips yet that you're going to try to get in on. Yeah, um, as a matter,
1: as a matter of fact right now, I'm uh packing bag for a trip to this weekend. some smelt. So, yeah, should be should be good. Hopefully come back with some good 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 evening.
0: Yeah, I, I I mean I'd be curious to hear. Like I said, I've I've got one more trip myself that I'm gonna do a fa- actually next weekend I'm we're going camping with the family and it I'm gonna be close to a, a spot that I wanted to check out. So it may end up being kinda like a real quick half a day get in, get out, just kinda see if I see any sign and and you know, get, get take advantage of them. Um, uh, still I'm still one of the other than that, it's like I said, I'm kicking around national still with train to hunt, which is in two and a half weeks or, or no, a week and a half. Is it two and a half? All right. One, two, two and a half weeks. So um, I'm still on the fence if I'm going to be able to get up to, out to, to do that. And then that's going to dictate whether I get out it one more time or not. <clears throat> so, but yeah, it's I don't know, man. You guys. Yeah, and it's it's fun but it's just you know, it's one of those deals that you know, um I don't know. It, it's uh wish
1: <laughs> wish we could get there more. What's that? Wish we get out there wish we could get out there more. But also, you know, know, out there like you said, got to see it, we got to we got to see it, we got to see it from a different angle, we got some options, so I think uh yeah, I'm a little more prepared, a little more confident there,
0: going into it. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And as far as the the takeaways, like I said, on my end with the new gear, the optics, money. I'm I'm really impressed with the Maven stuff. I'm really happy with that stuff. The uh the tent, the Hilleberg, um I I'm gonna be taking the tent again, not knowing how close to water we're gonna be staying and how bad the mosquitoes may be. Uh it's 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 coming with me again. Um other than that I, I, I you know, I ran the, some of the the first light stuff on the outerwear this year. I've been I've been kind of doing some of the Cryptek and the, and even some like some prana pants and some of the other stuff last year. So I'm changing outerwear uh, for the most part this year. But I was I was really pleased with the the first light uh, the guide was it the the corget guide pants. Yeah, that yeah, that's, yep. that's
1: yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a hell of a yeah. pant, man. That's an awesome early season high country pant.
0: It was money, man. I mean, uh, so I'm gonna be running that stuff again. I got the uh, the the Defiant 34 painted in the Fusion, and it looks most sexy. I, I saw that thing
1: in there yesterday. That thing looks <laughs> pretty dirty. It got his uh, strings on it tonight. Got his Dirty North strings on it tonight. I saw.
0: We we, it we got it rocking, there. man. It's it's oh, looking yeah. complete now. I mean, um, complete with the equalizer. Yes, I'm going to rock the equalizer.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, what is that?
0: Hey man, I tell you what. You know from we just to kind of break it down. We look at gear, right? When we and I, I know that of of our inner circle, there's not too many of us that are, are big weight weenies, right? We're we're weight mm-hmm. conscious, yeah, but we're not but we're, we're not, not weight weenies, right? right so Right, right.
1: We're not ounce counters.
0: But when you think about it, last year, when I was carrying a bow around the woods from August 1st through middle of November is when I finally finished deer hunting, my shoulder felt it, <clears throat> carrying that mm-hmm. bow around everywhere. Yep. And and my bow with a 12- to 15-inch front bar, an 8- to 10-inch side bar, and I've got 6- to 8 ounces up front, you know, another 6-7 on the side bar, uh, tight spot quiver. I, I really like the tight spots, but they're not super light. And I start, you know, just... And, and don't get me wrong, the bow holds like a rock. But when I thought about it, it's like, well, you know, I eliminate my stabilizer setup because now this quiver is technically a quiver quiver and a stabilizer, hence the quivalizer, right? <laughs> and shooting groups with that setup, I really liked it. It was like it was it was just a touch, touch lighter. So, again, breaking down functionality and um, benefits to things, I'm like, well, this is doing two things at once so mm-hmm. i need to take i need to take a peek at this and i got to shit send a shout out again to mark um uh perez because he's like hey man you know you're going to do a gear review on this i'm like yeah I'll, I'll, and i thought about it but i i picked one up finally and and i was shooting it and and i wanted to not like it i wanted to say man this is gimmicky it's a piece of crap and don't you know don't shoot it but then i shot it again and then i shot it again i'm like i kind of like this thing you know it's it's functional it's smart like Braden and I were talking tonight. It's like we hiking in, and uh, you know, if you're not on a stock, you, know, you pull it off the front. You can slap it on the side like a normal stabilizer, um, and it's it's not. I mean, it's it's just you're losing your stabilizer setup weight. So, yeah, like I said, from a functionality standpoint, it, it, I mean, I, I'm I'm liking it, and I I ended up uh, monkey rigging yeah. it a little bit. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. You customized, um, I you, added a custom, little
1: you customized it is what you did. You just
0: customized I, I, it. I did. You know, I personalized it for sure. <laughs> um, you know, I cut it down a few inches and I added a little bit more weight to the tip of that sucker and and uh really I I like what I what what it felt like so far on the new bow and happy with the the feel, everything. Like I said I got to put a few arrows through it tonight and and I'm stoked, man. I mean it's uh if nothing else I'm gonna look good on the mountain, if yeah. nothing else. So, well, that's the you know, not the deer thing. care, you know, <laughs> <laughs> not just the deer care, or, or there's gonna be all kinds of, you know, uh, wandering eyes, you know, uh, making sure that we're we're on point with the way that our appearance is. But, um, you know, I know for for my own benefit, I, I, I'm gonna look good, <laughs> you, feel, good you, feel good, you know, feel good. you know,
1: you look good, Phil, you you feel good, you feel good, you perform good, right? Isn't that what they say?
0: That's it.
1: Some of yeah,
0: that's, some that's the plan. Simple physics.
1: <laughs> simple physics. <laughs> simple <laughs> physics.
0: Yep. Um, Other than that, that's all I got, guys. I mean, you know.
1: Yeah, we wrap it up. Good <sighs> night. I'm. I'm gonna finish up here and hit, hit the A. So. Good, uh, yeah, good, on, Grant. Grant, good to hear about your yeah, trip, man. Yes, sir. Always good to chat about the trips. Yes, sir.
0: For sure. All right, well, then let's go ahead and uh, <clears throat> wrap this one up. Just a reminder to everyone out there, if you're looking to pick up your Mountain Ops, uh, type in the code ALPHA at checkout. You get 20% off. Uh, MAVEN, if you are looking to pick up a new set of MAVEN optics, ch- uh, type in the code Alpha Gift at checkout. They're going to give you some bonus swag. And also Hamsky Archery Solutions. Uh, type in the code ALPHA at checkout uh, with Hamsky, and they'll also give you some bonus swag there. So uh, don't forget about the giveaway, the Facebook um, giveaway for all episodes leading up to, uh, what do you say, August 20th. We'll announce a winner based off of shares off of any of these episodes. We've got a Grizzly Cooler, uh, Granite Shots kicking in some gear. I've got some gear we're kicking in. And, uh, it's going to be a cooler full of stuff, some broadheads, you know, who knows whatever else is going to make it in that cooler, but, uh, we're, we're going to be doing that giveaway. So make sure you share the episodes and keep listening because if you missed last episode, uh, Brandon and Caleb threw down some, some great info and I believe they're going to have part two here coming up and we'll we'll have that coming up the next, early next week. And then we'll also do another group session with the five of us and just catch up again, Uh, with how everybody's uh, preparation is just coming as we get closer to the season. So thanks for listening. We appreciate the support, and we'll check everybody out soon.
1: Yeah, be safe out there.